Is there? I, I was gonna say. Have iodine on me. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Perhaps this will work this time. <laughs> so yeah, um, we are live again, and hopefully this is going to actually work. We how many times have we had to change this? Three times. About six weeks, isn't it? With on and off. Yeah. Well, like so many, I can't even count. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then for everyone who wants to know why my throat is greenish brown, this is iodine. It'll be gone in a minute, trust me. But uh, yeah, I just soak, soak that in. Um, welcome everyone from Indiana, Virginia, Norway. Uh, where else? Or I'd love to hear where everybody's from. Hey all, uh, lots of good, beautiful stuff here. Hey Megan, love you, the sweetest person in my realm. Awesome. Hello from Norway. Love Norway and my people. Norway. We got Jen Carr is here. We're finally here, guys. Someone from Southern California. We got Knoxville, Tennessee. Allie's here from California. Ooh, Big Fork, Montana. What's up, Gina? I know you. I see you. Uh, we got New England. Hey, we got a Brit. Awesome. <laughs> North Carolina, South Carolina, Gulf Coast, Florida. We have Canada with us here today. Chart is here. Uh, another Florida person, Julie, welcome to the show. Another UK person. Hey, Zania. Hey. Hong Kong. What's up, Wolf Wolf hey. Lover? Hey. Wolf Wolf Lover also. Where else we got? Gonzalez, Louisiana. Oh, I know you, Roxanne. What's up, Roxanne? So lots of people here. This is going to be fun. We got a New Orleans lady here. Yay. Go Louisiana, Pennsylvania in the house, New York in the house. Lots of fun people here today. Going to be a good topic. We're going to talk about universal law, which I think is a really fun topic. Just me. Um, but, and yeah, we were actually going to talk about this with um, the journey of truth people back when we were talking about um, the uh, Mandela effect, Mandela effect. Mm -hmm. but then it just, it, you know, anyway, and then I had travel time and then I got picked up some kind of hitchhiker situation with my health, not a real hitchhiker. And that happened. And that was like two, three weeks dealing with that. So we're finally here and I guess yes. this is the time to do it. Divine timing. Yes, the day after the queen is dead. Ding dong. The exactly. And we rescheduled it so many times. So <laughs> it's it's the right time, most definitely. Yeah. 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 Yes, yes, yes. So super excited on this topic. And I actually have a slide. While we are getting pulling everything up, I definitely, if you guys could do your due diligence and please share this. Um tag people, whatever you need to do, depending on where you're watching, what platform you're watching. Um, I think this is an important topic for now because whatever the world views are on what quote laws are, these are laws that aren't broken. These are laws that are just universal because they're called universal. And this is the, this is what we should be living by instead of all these man-made kind of stuff, in my opinion. Um, but yeah. Before we get started, go to swiftfire.org, get on the newsletter, definitely subscribe if you're not already described. That way you know all the different stuff that we have coming up. 
we have kind of already pre-decided that we may have to do two of these, um, part one and two, because it is such a lot to unpack. Um, we'll see how we're doing in, a, in an hour or so when we got to get off. Um, but, but yeah, for right now, welcome to the show. I love Megan. Uh, everybody knows you, but if you want to give a little background and then Craig and I'll give mine and we'll get started for anybody who may be new to us and what we're doing and who we're about, go for it, Megan. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> um, my name is Megan Rose. I have a YouTube channel, Megan Rose. Uh, I'm also a medium. I do live readings on my Patreon channel and I wrote a book called Welcome to the Future. And yeah, that's me. That's you. Dear friend of mine, love her so much. Uh -huh. High vibes for sure. And then also my co-host and dear friend, Craig Walker. Tell us a little bit about you. Oh, again, where do you start? Well, um, uh, I'm a, I guess, I'm a, Number one is I'm a musician. I play drums in a band called, I don't know if you can see it. I've even got my own band t-shirt and how cool is that? Ooh, ooh. Oh, cool. That's how rock and roll we are. Um, yeah, Nth Ascension, uh, we do sort of progressive rock. I play drums, uh, like I just said. Um, my wife and I run a, a crystal shop, crystalfalls.co.uk. Um, I'm quite active on Facebook normally, Craig Martin Walker, connect with me there. Um, I love all things esoteric, weird and wonderful. Um, and uh, a very religious background, same as you, Sharnel, and uh, along with many, many others, we're waking up and realizing what's what. And it seems like a very, very interesting time to have this conversation, considering what's going on, certainly in my nation, that's affecting the whole world. I think there's a real demarcation point, and it's, uh, there's some stuff to be talked about. I agree. I yeah. agree. I think people think they can slide by with whatever man-made laws, and not. And we're by default experiencing karma and universal law on a regular every day, whether we're conscious of it or not. So I personally, we believe that if we can be conscious about it, then we're not going to create a bunch of weird shit that we're not meaning to and having a different whole experience than we could possibly have because we're abiding by and living in universal law. Now, when we're in God a hundred percent and have all of our, DNI, DNA turned on, flipped on, whether it's junk or real or whatever people call it, then yeah, you can bend time, you can bend certain things, and we can clear certain things and jump outside of quote, even universal law. But we, you got to be in that pocket of alignment to even do that. So living by it is much better. But um, tell us a little bit your experience with the universal law, and we'll just figure out where we're going to start here. Um, Hmm. And how? What's the best way to to jump on jump in to this topic? I mean, I think like my take on universal law. So I didn't read this in a book, or like it wasn't something that I read that I started to understand. I understood universal law through meditation, but also through psychically like reading people. And when you read people, you can kind of hard to explain but you can see how the energy works like if someone so for example someone wants to get a new job but they feel stuck it's like other pieces in their life have to move in order for the job to manifest and it has to do with healing blockages and stuff like that so i learned universal law through reading people through meditating and I don't think of it as like, there's no judge of universal law. Like there's no 
man in my mind, no man upstairs being like, no, you broke the law. <laughs> but it's energetic principles of how the universe works, if that makes sense. Yes. And it's literally because everything is energy, it energy always works in a certain way. It always works the same. It never changes. And therefore it is law, quote unquote, if that makes sense. What you think, Craig? Yeah, I mean, I 100% agree with that. It's, uh, you know, it's the whole, you get what you are. Um, you know, you get back to you what you put out. And I, I don't know if any of you guys have noticed or anybody that's listening, it seems to me that the the comeback has really rapidly increased. It's, it's, it's gone a lot faster recently in, in okay. recent years. People put something out and manifestation is happening very quick, which is a positive thing if you're in a positive vibration. Exactly. Um, and I'm seeing a lot of people who are behaving in not so positive ways and it's coming back on them very quickly. Um, it's, it's just, it's just the, I think it's where we are cosmically. I think it's where we are spiritually as well. It's, it's a very, very exciting time. But we have to do the inner work. We have to be prepared for this because, you know, we, we've been in a very, very difficult place uh, certainly the past couple of years because there's been this war going on, which is still ongoing. But as we awaken to our inherent power and our ability to, to co-create, um, they're screwed. They're finished. They, you know, the ones that have controlled us, the ones that have um, manipulated us and usurped our creative abilities. And they they know this universal law. They know how it operates and its functions. They know our place in the cosmos and the stars and, and how they align and the planets. They're all into cosmology. Um, and I think this is a really, really unique time in history that we're in um, to actually talk about this. So yeah, for me, it's about maintaining a heart of love, of, of hope, of peace, um, and putting that out and encouraging that in others. And, and it comes back tenfold. You know, that's what, I, that's what I'm finding anyway. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was going to say, like, I think people use karma almost as a negative or even like the word justice. They'll say like, well, justice will come to him or he'll get what's his in karma or whatever. But karma goes both ways. And so does justice. You can have a judge administrate justice in your favor just as much as you can have a judge do something against you because of what you've done, which is a consequence of what you've done, not because he's just being an asshole like there is, and same thing with karma, um, what I work with people and we do like either soul audits or biofeedback, I can actually see what's going on in the undercurrent of the DNA because you could be going along and you can actually be the nicest person, the most loyal person, the, the, the best friend to everybody, but there's something in the DNA that's registering out in a radiation to the field that is less than love and missing the target or sin, which I don't like that word, but it just means less than love. And that equation will bring to you um, a match, which is a blessing to see, even though it feels like shit and it's horrible sometimes to go through that, but really it's a built-in protection mechanism and or gift to show you, hey, this is what you're putting out. You may not be consciously aware of it, but how about do some inventory and look to see why you're getting these patterns and uh, realign or clear whatever maybe is ancestral or something that you picked up when you're zero to two or three to five or seven to you know ten or whatever, and some root issues that could be playing in the back of your mind using a lot of bandwidth 
and and registering this in the field and you're just walking around thinking you're all good and nice to everybody but your ancestors are sending out some projection that's bringing you a match that you're like you know this sucks and i don't know why this is happening to me so if um yeah. i love doing scans on people to see because i can actually see if there's some things that need to be cleared um and then also just work with people on the map of consciousness but it, you don't know what you don't know and i can give you an example um i was i've been previous i was previously married and, and when i got really ill um <laughs> i kept having this dream to take the ring off i was in the middle of a divorce and going through a major diagnosis that was i was told i wouldn't be on the planet anymore so i was doing all the things to try to stay on the planet and you know juicing um colonics raindrop uh ivs vitamin c you know hyperbaric chamber ozone all the stuff and um went to this doctor and three three days in a row i kept having this um dream or voice that said take the ring off and although the paperwork wasn't done to be officially divorced on paper um i kept getting this message coming through so when i went to the i was going to the doctor for a checkup and he was putting me on all these machines asking me about this vitamin or that vitamin vitamin i was like hey can you ask if i should take the ring off and he he had actually left i was talking to the nurse and the nurse was like um sure so she basically tested and it showed yes take the ring off and i was like i don't know why it came to me but i i thought to myself can you ask if I was ever married to this guy or if I'm still married to this guy? And it came back. No. And here I had been, you know, married a long time and like stayed because of loyalty and love and, you know, all of this mess. And this is super vulnerable, by the way, I don't really usually talk about this like public, but for the sake of this situation, it said that I had never, I was not married to the guy. And so I said, okay, well, can you check to see if I was ever married to the guy? I'm not sure why even that came in my mind, but it came back. No. And I was like, what? And so then I got worried because I was married previous. And I said, um, I can't please tell me I'm not married to that guy. And it came back also. No. And I'm like, was I ever married? And it came back. Yes. And I was like, what the heck? So I was like, when was I married? And it came back November 7th. 1987. Well, I was 17 years old. I had no clue what I was doing at 17 or any registering of anything being married. Um, I happened to be dating someone at that time. And so I kind of like forgot about it, shelved it. I did end up taking the ring off. But um, within four months of doing a lot of inner work and clearing hate and um, all kinds of conditional love for myself and like still continuing to try to stay on the planet, doing all the things, um, ran into the guy who I will not ran into. It's a little bit longer than that, but had a date with my boyfriend at the time when I was 17 and he pulled out this three year calendar, um, that he had had in his, that saved from when we were together. And it was marked all of our birthdays for three years in a row. Um, his birthday and my birthday. And it was also circled November 6th for 1987, 88 and 89. And I was like, what is November 6th? And then he comes back and says, you don't remember? And I was like, no, I don't. And he said, you came to my football practice. You put a note on my truck and you were asking me like, hey, 
um, let's get together or whatever. Like I was trying to like date him, I guess, or something. <laughs> Left my phone number, call me. And um, I said, oh, okay. So what happened on the 7th? And that turned out to be our quote first date. Well, on paper or we weren't married and had no connections of marriage, but I guess energetically I had married the guy on the seventh who's now my husband and I guess has apparently been my husband since 1987 energetically. I know this is like, woo you know, for even me, but you know, that brings me to what is marriage. And I later tested him through the same doctor and he had already had two previous marriages, both of us um, married and having kids and divorcing all at the same time, living in two locations, not talking to each other at all, never knowing what each other's doing. And, um, and he had never been quote married before, except to me in 1987. Well, that's a big pill to swallow when you spend 25 years of your life, spinning wheels, staying with people that are abusive and cheating and lying and, you know, all the things. And so, but what came to me out of this is I was technically married energetically and that was going out into the field. Therefore the cheating energy, the lying energy, I was collecting cheaters and haters and liars because I myself was cheating, but I didn't know I was cheating because I didn't know I was married. <laughs> so here I was in this fog of 25 years trying so hard to work things out and thinking I'm a nice loyal person and loving this guy so well and loving this other guy so well and doing all the things but here there was this undercurrent of you're a freaking liar cheater you're not living true you're staying with this person that you're not supposed to stay with when you're really actually married to this other person that you met when you were 17. so yeah. i say all that because we can be completely in the dark of what's going on energetically and yet had real tangible consequences for me and everyone involved you guys want to speak into that? Well, it sounds like to me how I would word it is not that you're a cheater, <laughs> but that you were unavailable, right? So you were attracting people that were emotionally unavailable, you know, physically unavailable or whatever. So the world is your mirror. So what you put out energetically is what you're going to get back. So what you said, it's a vibrational match. And the problem is kind of like, to piggyback off of what Craig said is there's so many unconscious belief systems or so much unconscious energy that we don't understand when we get into a situation, why it came to us in the first place, because we don't understand ourselves or what's going on within us. So the universe, like we really are everything that we see as a mirror. So if I like, for example, want to go like be like this person is a B or like call them a name, that's really what I believe about myself because I'm seeing that in them. You see what I'm saying? If someone hurts you and you can't see like you can get to a place where you have compassion for them because maybe you were there or something similar happened to you at one point. Right. So that would be mirroring. Also, funny story, not totally off topic, but this is kind of how manifesting works, but a really simple explanation. So I was like in a great mood. I had a great workout. I had been babysitting my friend's pigs. So I went from the gym and was driving um, to her house to go feed her pigs. And I was thinking to myself, I have my music on. I said, 
You know what? I've never been pulled over for speeding. Oh, God. I know it's coming. <laughs> and I said, I bet if I got pulled over, I wouldn't even get a mean cop. He would be nice to me and it would be fine, right? This is awesome. And within 10 seconds, I kid you not, 10 seconds, I stopped at the very next stoplight. I look in my rearview mirror and there's a cop like with his lights on. And I thought, I was like, wait, like for me? <laughs> And he was so mean, like, so mean. yes, he was so mean, but what the universe heard, cause the universe doesn't hear no. So what the universe heard was mean cop, pull her over, not, not a mean cop, not pull her over. Right. So we live in a yes universe, yeah. but a no universe. So I got exactly what I was thinking in that moment. And it wasn't something that I wanted. It was, you know, I got a ticket. <laughs> it was expensive. Oh, crap. Yeah. A, war yeah. a warning for speeding. I got a ticket for something else. But um, I had like an expired inspection, which was. Oh, stupid. I knew you were going to say that. I have one to cancel, clear, all that. Cancel, clear. Yeah. No, I mean, I get it. Because if everyone who's watching right now, I just want you to do this practice. Do not think about pink elephants. Everybody. Do not think about pink elephants. Don't think about the size of a pink elephant, how big it is in your house, how big it is in front of you. Don't think about how dark the pink is. Like definitely don't think about anything having to do with an elephant or the color pink on the elephant or maybe like a darker pink elephant. Like just don't think about it right now. And of course, everyone is going to be thinking about it because anything you resist, you get more of. And so if we can focus on what we choose more than what we don't want. You know, it's kind of like going to a restaurant. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to Piccadilly, but they have this thing where it's like a lineup of stuff and you can come with your tray and you, you know, there's people behind the line and you're like, I'll take that, I'll take that. But if we walk down and we're like, I don't want that, I don't want this, I don't want that, that's going to take a lot longer than just pointing out what you do choose. I will like some lettuce. I would like some celery. I would like, you know, and, and make that the opening of energy of what comes through instead of all the things you don't want that come like the ticket. It's like you thought it and it happened, even though you didn't, that's the thing you didn't want. Right. Yeah. Totally. Right. What about you? Um, just, I, I was trying to, th I mean, thinking of an example, um, and it ties in with something I was going to say, actually, um, when we kind of choose to be authentic and real to, to our true hearts, feelings and desires, um, it's like it opens a, a, a whole sort of box of magic uh, is the best way I can describe it. Because the very fact that I'm sat here now having this conversation with you two is, is, is a direct result from accepting the fact that I had this whatever you want to call it call mission whatever you want to call it um you know because i was in i was just a, i say i say a nobody you know what i mean i, I didn't have a voice I, I nothing i was just a normal bloke working a job and i had a family um and you know i went through my spiritual awakening and, and i had to make the conscious choice to be authentic to it um because it, it threatens your ego, it threatens everything you ever knew. Everything I thought I knew fell apart, you know, or it crumbled away because I realized it was an illusion. I'm talking more about religious beliefs, things like that. Um, and as soon as I kind of 
made the decision to go along with this journey, it's like magic just started to happen. Things just started to open up. Um, Charnel, you, you, we connected. And it's like when we connected, it was like we'd known each other for years and years. Maybe we had, who knows? But um, <laughs> So that, that leads me to say, I guess a, a, manif a manifestation and a universal law of manifestation, the way I see it, is actually quite effortless. You don't have to try. If you're trying to make it happen, you're, you're, like you just said, you're, you're functioning from resistance as if it's not going to happen. Um, and so when you just rest and be at peace, it's like it just it just opens a world of miracles up to you i mean that's what your book's about isn't it Charnel? i mean you're you're an expert on this topic but if i could just give yeah. people like for, for me that that's my experience is as soon as i made that choice and it was a choice you know i could have carried on being you know in my in my religious beliefs and and that would have been my choice but i chose i want the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth and as soon as i did that um, it, the doors that opened up to me were just like my life shifted. It was like a, my, the timelines went whoop from here to there in an instant. Um, so that would be my experience in, in um, kind of the, the, the art of, of manifestation and, and applying universal law. Um, I mean, do you remember, Chanel? I, I was uh, <laughs> I was on a, a, a Q and A with a, a certain character in uh, in the disclosure community. And uh, you picked up on that. Shall I say his name? CG. That's good enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, and at the time, that's where I was at. Um, and, and, you know, I was on a, a live Q&A and I asked him a question, you know. And, and you latched onto that because you were going through the same thing. And it's like when we talked, we, we were like completely synchronized with where we were at. You had your, your ministry background, you know, I would Come, come from that background of, of church and, and ministry, etc. And um, it's like you, you just find your people, don't you? When you make that decision, you know, I'm going to be true to my inner being and, and become more aware of my inner world. Um, I think, can I add something before yeah, I forget? I think, too, it's important to note, like, when you put that energy out, like, you raise your energy you're also going to start triggering people who not who are not in their authentic selves. Yes. So it's not necessarily that it's your fault. This is why I always say know thyself. It's not necessarily your fault that you're getting a, a vibrational match. It's just that you're triggering other people who are not living authentically and therefore breaking a karmic cycle and healing the collective because you're projecting back to them what they need to heal. So good part of where this idea, part of the law of, I think people call it the law of one, but I just have my own idea of how we're all part of source or part of yeah. a greater love type energy. And that's kind of what we all agreed to do when we incarnated here is to find that frequency. And then by being our authentic selves, we help heal other people. If yeah, I love it. That's true. And I'm going to give a shout out to Dakota, my girl, Dakota and James Woods. I haven't talked to you in so long. I just had to say that. But um, I was going to I just did some consultations this morning for soul audits. And this is uh, I've done several dozen um, couples, like couples that will come together for like an anniversary or a gift to each other. Or they just want to see where they're at. And anything that can be measured can be managed. So I always definitely love when 
a group of people will come together and want to do this because if they can measure together, then they can like move forward together as well. And it's interesting um, when I do couples almost a hundred percent of the time, there'll be similar numbers with each other as far as scalar waves, because like attracts like, and it's the same thing with people. Like even in this community, you'll see that if there's someone in a lower number, they'll attract all the trolls and, um, and they'll, and they'll work together to be trolly and mean and sarcastic and manipulative and controlling all together. And I know I've had to really pull back from that kind of energy because I don't really like to participate in that. And it's just not my, my vibe to, to put that on, on public platforms or what have you, like some people have chosen to do. Um, but there's no talking to those people. If you get somebody like that, um, there's no convincing. There's no, you know, if you are a 300 or a 400, you are not going to have a conversation with a 50 or, or someone less than hundred because literally it won't come through. There is like a dissonance there. And what happens is it basically, it's like a, a, a scattering of the field. It's, it's a, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it scrambles the field so much that literally nothing can come in higher. And it's the same thing with entities. Entities will only come low. They're not going to raise up to find you. So entities will only come if you're doing drugs or have a lot of pharmaceuticals or, you know, street drugs, pharmaceuticals, drinking, um, lots of chemicals in the house, as far as cleaning supplies that can lower your vibe which will attract entities and lower vibe people. Cause again, you're matching yourself, you're lowering yourself. And so, you know, if anyone wants to stay clear of that kind of mess, then it's best to, you know, just focus on you, live a clean diet, do all the things that are super clear and high vibe. So you are attracting, but yes, Megan, I can attest to be people being triggered because those lower vibes, they will actually come, to your page and try to fight with you and entice you to come in to their lower vibe because they're miserable down there. So they'll use their platform or even go as far as coming all the way to you to try to pull you in because they can't do anything to bring you down except for try. And so they can't point a finger at you and go, you're coming down. You know, that's not going to do it. So, but they can entice you to lower yourself because that's free will. That's free choice to lower yourself to that vibe to entertain that vibration and to need age. Like they need the energy because I learned this too one day. What is a sin? A sin is something that separates you from God. And if you are God, right, we're all part of this source and you start participating in behaviors that separate you from yourself. So giving into your own trauma, pain, wounds, drugs, alcohol, you're separating yourself from yourself, from God, from source. And then what happens is you have to go to other energy sources. So like light workers or high vibe people to get that energy. And the more, the more like somebody is targeted and doesn't give in, like lowers their vibration to feed that energy, the more desperate the demonic entities and the demonic energy gets because it's literally dying 
Yes. And they, the thing about demonic energy and people who are possessed by it or who have participated in it, they refuse to see what they've done wrong or they refuse to look inward. So they don't believe in karma necessarily, or they don't believe they can be held accountable for their actions. It's, it's, they don't see it. They refuse to see it. So therefore they stay in hell because they refuse to ascend or evolve through their own actions. Yep. That's when you get all of these people or not all of these people, I'm not talking about anyone specific, but negative entities and people channeling negative entities, they all will give messages that aren't in alignment with universal law because they don't want people to evolve. So i.e. there's something coming to save you, the aliens are coming to take us to a better planet. They're mm -hmm. trying to get people to not look inward and try and they don't want people to evolve or basically take accountability or break the karmic cycle because then they're not held accountable. Does that exactly. make sense? Like if all the light workers were like, okay, peace out, we're leaving to go to new earth, then guess who gets to take over the planet? It's here for them, right? Like nice, like when I hear that, I'm like, good one. That's <laughs> nice try. <laughs> yeah. I could not, that's, that I really agree with that. Like I say, my experience was, when, you know, when, you know, I made that choice to, to be sovereign and certainly the past two years have really tested that. It's amazing. People who I considered very, very close friends, completely triggered and completely discarded me and us and you know those of us that decided to make that choice and it was it was painful mm. it was a big lesson in grace forgiveness um you know because it hurt it really hurt um and um it, it's there's been a definite i don't want to say divide because I, we're all one you know there is no division really but in, in states of consciousness you know we're just on a in a totally different reality to these people now um, and, and I wouldn't change that for the world. I would know there's no going back. I, I'm, I'm sure everyone who's experienced this is, is in the same boat. I mean, you know, a, a, a good man once said, uh, you know, do unto others as you would have them do to you, because what you do to others, you are doing to yourself. Yeah. Um, and and that, that's a universal law as far as, far as I can see it, um, you know, is, is are in this kind of ascension process, whatever, whatever people want to call it, is are we growing? Are we ascending? Are we are we learning to love? Are we learning to forgive and have grace? Yes. Now, that's the way of the future, or, or the way of now, should I say, to create the better future. And I think we're all a part of that. Everybody, every one of us is a part of that. Well, I, I have a few things. Um, your limbic system cannot tell the difference between you and me. So if I judge you, either one of you, uh, my body registers that as me judging myself. Therefore, I put out a radiation of judgment and karmically, I will attract people to judge me instantly because I just judged myself um, by judging you because we are one. That is the first one. Uh, the first law is the law of one or law of oneness. We have our own field and everything living has our own biofield. Some of it is... 15 feet or 10 feet or eight feet or nine feet or four feet or three feet or two feet or negative two feet, which is what Megan was um, talking about of living off of other people's energy. Um, the uh, people who are lower vibration 
uh, especially 200 and below, they have they either have a very short biofield and or inverted biofield and cannot generate their own energy to even sustain life. So they actually live off of other people um, by trolling, by name calling, by, you know, all the whatever they need to do because they love drama and they want to that that's what serves them is by enticing you to fight with them um, or just using your your life to to be a negative situation or negative person um and it's basically digesting everyone's field all around um because it can't tell the difference so that limbic system like i said it doesn't know you from me so when i give to you my body also registers that i've given to myself and you'll have serotonin dopamine you know when i love you i also love myself which gives me serotonin dopamine all the things to help give me energy helps improve my immunity um you know keeps my my body in check so again that's to me those are like kind of built-in um protection mechanisms for us karma isn't a punishment karma is a protection so not only can we see what we need to work on as things come in our field and go okay well what is it in me that attracted that person what can i clear so there's more of god more room of god here to attract more god people instead of this situation um, but it's also a protection because um, biblically i you know i think it was Paul or somebody had said, we're going to turn them over to their own sin to, and that's karma. That's like, well, let's just let them have the consequences because maybe if they hit rock bottom, they'll see and they'll change and they'll make some different choices. And a lot of times pain is an amazing teacher. It really sucks. But a lot of times I see people who are really, really sick or going through a really tough time or the whole three years we've been through and different stuff. Like you mentioned, painful you know, relationship breakups or whatever, those some tend to be the thing that teach people to go deeper and to change and to make new choices. Um, whether it's good or bad, it's not one way or another, it just is. Um, but yeah, I believe that it is built in as a protection too, because people who have an inverted field have zero influence. When they're walking around the post office or the grocery store or the school, they're, they cannot influence in a negative at all. They're only sucking in, not consciously maybe, but they're only taking. There's no giving. There's no service. So um, I think that's a protection too, because as we move up in consciousness, the field gets bigger. And why would God and me want to have a bigger influence field if I'm going to be a negative asshole? You know, so that won't affect other people then, right? It's just you know, a radiation of love that's going to propel people and help people and encourage people. But going back to the map of consciousness, um, Megan brought up having the courage to take responsibility and ownership. Um, 200 is courage on the map of consciousness. And most people that come to me for a session will not be less than 200. Because if you don't have the courage to realize that you created your world and, and take the ownership of even if it's shitty that you made it, and that you can reverse engineer it and fix it like I did with my health and or my relationships. I didn't go like, oh, shit, and give up. 
I was like, you know what? I'm going to do everything I can to stay on the planet and I'm going to work through all this stuff because this has been a gift for me to make some big changes and have a better outcome for me, myself, my family, and my life, my, my future, meeting great people like you and vibing with people who are at my level because I'm doing the inner work. So it can be a great teacher and it's just a matter of having the courage to like look in yourself in the mirror and look at the things that are coming to you and going, do I like this? Is this fun? What can I do to change it? I'm sure there is something to change it, but it's like making those choices and deciding. So um, yeah. courage is a big piece of that. And usually that starts at 200. If you're below 200, you probably won't call me for a soul audit because you are you're either in addictions or you're in manipulation or control or something that blames everyone else for where you are. They can't they can't take accountability and go, maybe I shouldn't have put that on Facebook. Maybe I shouldn't have said those words on the phone or in person or whatever. I've personally seen a lot of people more people do stuff on YouTube or platforms because it's easy to kind of like put it out there and not have a, a, a technical consequence necessarily meaning like no one's going to come over there and punch you in the face for saying it um but there's still a consequence because energetically karma isn't paying attention if anyone was there and saw you everything you do in secret even in your mind is going to create a karma one way or good or bad you know i speak into that I was going to say like going, but there's like so many points, you know, I'm like, yes, yes. But <laughs> so we might have to do a part two, but going back to what you were saying, when someone's vibe is down here, like, okay, my example about getting pulled over in the car, I was like super high vibe. I was so happy having a great morning. So I manifested stuff like that. Right. But when your vibe is much lower, the protection is you're not like you're not going to manifest stuff that's that's that quickly and that's why people you get you hear people saying they feel stuck or like nothing is changing nothing is moving they're stuck in an energy and until they take accountability for that energy to transform it they're always going to be down here and some most people choose or a lot of people choose to get energy from somewhere else but you've also separated yourself momentarily from who you truly are from source to learn a lesson and then move back into alignment, right? But while you're separated, your creative abilities, they're much lower because you're not in alignment with source, right? When I was in a high vibe state, my creative abilities were there. Like I, I literally just created that scenario I thought about seconds before. But I also wanna mention, this is slightly off topic, but artificial intelligence works the same way it is not creative it cannot create at all it literally just runs off of our energy the soul energy and it's separate from source so artificial intelligence when people are connected to that can also look the same way they are pulling off of pieces of people who are connected to source and generating and creating that and spitting it back out into the world so it kind of works like that you know, I, I think a lot of people too, I'll just say this, are afraid of maybe like an AI takeover or AI cannot exist without us. It's impossible. Yeah. You, need, you need both because the AI can't create without source or without God, just like the devil can't exist without, you know, God or whatever. So anyways, yeah, that was my thought. <laughs> How about you, Craig? I just find it really interesting as we talk 
because it has just so many examples that come into my mind of, you know, just little things, you know, and how when you start to take personal responsibility for your own energy, your own attitudes, behaviors in a world, you know, people will come along and, and vampire off you, you know, um, vampirism is a very real thing, energy vampirism and literal vampirism. Um, oh, hi, Tyler. Hi, Tyler. <laughs> I love Tyler. We love um, you, Tyler. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm just finding that um, I lost my train of thought now. No, Sorry. no, it's there. Um, yeah, like I say, you know, and do you ever feel that, like, you know, some people come into your sphere and you feel absolutely drained and after a conversation yeah. with them? Here's the thing, I realized until I began to take responsibility, I was that person. You know, I completely relied on others for my sustenance. And, and in religion, you are absolutely um, told to depend on others for your sustenance, your pastor, your uh, the, the, the next big conference and all this kind of stuff. And it's like a condition that, that you know, I had to get over. And, and I was completely taken out of the system to learn this, to you know, because I was like, oh, I can't go to church because I got a job that was working weekends. I was like, I can't go to church. How am I going to be sustained in my life? And I realized that's when I realized that that God connection is is in here. It's not in a church, it's not anywhere outside of us, you know. Um, and so, like I say, when I started to to practice this and, and deal with my crap, deal with my junk, um, people would come into my life and, and, and start siphoning it. And, and you have to have that strength to put a boundary in place. Um, and just, just <laughs> I've told people in the past, you know, look, look, you know, I'm not going to have this conversation with you because it's exhausting and you're siphoning my energy. And as soon as you expose them, poof, they're gone. Yeah. You know, um, it's narcissism as well. Narcissism is, is rife. I mean, if anything was exposed over the last couple of years, it's how narcissistic people can be, you know, with the whole global situation we've been in, like, you will do what I say because, you know, <laughs> to stay safe and all this kind of bollocks, you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think learning how to function with energy is, is very, very exciting because we all have it. And it's not a negative thing. I mean, we might talk about the inner healing side of things, but actually everything is engineered in our favor. Everything is designed to respond to us and where we're at. Now, I love what you said before, Megan, when you said about the lower vibrational living is hell. Um, you know, people are living in a hellish state of fear, anxiety, worry, uh, you know, anger and, and you know, a part of the ascension process is getting out of those lower energy centers and, and um, into your, your higher energy centers, specifically the heart. Um, another thing I want to mention as well, you, a couple of times you both mentioned about sin. Now, obviously, sin in the Bible and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, oh, don't do this, don't do that. Sin uh, from medieval times was a, an archery term when you missed the mark. That's where it comes from. Um, oh, it, like that. When you, when you know, in, in medieval times, if you missed the target, that was a sin. Interesting. Uh, so, so that that's that's where the the translation comes from. So, when we're missing the mark, what mark are we missing? We're missing our the mark of our own divinity, um, which, by the way, is the message of Christ. I put that on a Facebook post this morning. Um, you know, the message of Christ is not that we're all dirty, rotten sinners. It's that we are all pure, holy, pure, divine beings of light and glory. That's who and what we are. And when we can get over this identity crisis, realize we are powerful creators created in the image of, of God, 
our whole world will shift and it will change. I don't know if anybody wants to say anything on that. That's kind of my final point there. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to jump in because, well, first of all, don't forget to share and give a thumbs up and a like and all of that good stuff while you guys are watching. I appreciate everybody who's all these beautiful comments. Um, what you guys were mentioning, too, about how difficult it is when you're trying to talk to someone or whatever, just save your energy. It's not going to happen. There, there's literally a block in the field. It's like this. It's definitely there's nothing going to get through or penetrate that. They It has to be a conscious choice on their end. And we if we get to trying to fix someone or help them or convince or get them to do something different, that's all conditional love. That's me trying to control you. So I feel better. Right. I mean, usually if we're all consumed with whatever someone else is doing. And a lot of times I even ask myself, why do I care? Or I'll ask you guys, why do you care recently? And it's just like, because this is just bandwidth energy that's going towards a situation. And those people can feel it when, when we're in that, it doesn't have to be in person. It doesn't have to be a post. They're still living off that energy, whether you're just in your bedroom alone, sitting in your bed, thinking about it and obsessed with it or versus actually having a in front of you conversation. So they win when we obsess and like try to fix it or think about what can we do different? I'm, I'm not saying take a healthy in inventory, but it can go so far that um, they're still usurping because there's entanglement. I and mean, if there's any cords attached or anything going on, we're all one again. We're there's no time. There's no distance. We're all completely within our field, but then there's the wor world field, the earth, you know, Gaia has a 7.83% thing. So whatever we say or do affects the whole collective, everything that we say and do. So I think it's really important to just kind of, someone was asking, well, what's the difference between observation? Someone in the chat, I wish I could remember who it was. Um, what's the difference between judgment and observation? You can you can look at something from a distance and not have a charge. Sometimes it takes a little more healing. And I I still have people believe me that if something happens or then I even see their name or whatever, there's a charge. I don't like it. I'm not saying that it's good. Um, that means I need more healing in that area because there can be there are people who I did have a charge with in the past and now it's just like whatever I don't care and I really don't feel anything and I really mean it like it's honest it's it's authentically not anything I'm still struggling with it's just like whatever um, so you know um, now when you've made those choices to like step away and get healing for yourself like Craig was mentioning you know sometimes just don't even try just not that we don't love, but it's actual love because love unconditionally is loving someone, no matter what they're doing, what they're saying, whatever. And just being like, Hey, love you. I'll be over here in a tiny distant area, loving you from afar, but still loving you. You're good. You know, um, a lot of times when you make those choices, it's almost like if you had a plug in to a wall, and then you decided I'm going to unplug this person from me and my energy field. You might see that cord go freaking crazy for a little bit because it's like, oh, my God, where's my source? Where's my source? Because it doesn't know that I already have a source within. And they, they had been depending on you and relying on you for that. 
And so when you do make that choice to close the door and love and say like, peace, bro, and you might get a little extra, like, try, like, let me push some more buttons. Let me say this other thing. Let me try to get in there. Like, I need to get back in the plug, please, you know, let me in, let me in. But when we take that plug and we just like put some, put a board up over the core, over the plug part and go like, no room at the end, bro. Like only good vibes here. Um, there may sometimes be this like flailing of like extra, like throw in the whole kitchen sink to try to get your attention because it's like, what do I do without you? I need you to live. And, um, so there's that, but you can judge not, well, St. Germain says anything, um, let's see, anything, if I'm aware of anything less than love, I cannot know God. If I'm even aware of anything less than love, I cannot know God. Now that is a huge statement. Um, that brings yeah. observation off the table even because even a look, a slight look like the, like a thought, like you said, I've, I've not got to take, I wonder if I got to take, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like it's instant, you know, instant. Um, even on observation, even looking can actually be a door to bring the manifestation that you may not desire. So, you know, am I saying like, put my head in the ground and like not be aware of anything? No. I mean, there's some bit of awareness, but I do my best to keep, you know, blinders and focus on what I choose, what I choose, what I choose. I choose love. I choose unconditional love for myself and for everybody else. And I try to like do my best to not like work with people that are less, not that I'm being, discriminatory or anything, but I am trying to be sovereign in myself and to maintain my own health and my own healing. And this is your right as a person to, um, to do you and to live and to heal and to grow. And, you know, sometimes keeping those blinders are until the charge is gone until you're completely healed. And then you can come back and be like, you know what? I see your name. I see your picture. Uh, you can hang out at Christmas and there's not a charge because you took the time to deal with it. So it wouldn't cause a quick consequence real fast. You guys want to say anything about that? Yeah. Like you healed the karmic cycle. So you broke the cycle and now it's, you've raised your frequency and now it's, it's healed. But I was going to say too, like there's so many points because universal law, it's just energy. So it's literally like a point within a point within a point. Cause I was thinking, as you were talking about the power of intention. So the universe works off of intention. So you might be, <clears throat> excuse me, like a good person who wants to help someone who maybe is like the world sucks or, you know, whatever their lower vibe, but it depends on why you're doing it. And most of the time it's to make you feel better because you need yes. them to agree with you. So yeah. it, the intention behind it is actually a manipulation. Yeah. So therefore, in that connection, you are going to be manipulated or they might try and manipulate you to see how they view things. And then it's like you get this energy where it's like nothing, like you balance each other out and then it's just like bullshit, basically. <laughs> yeah, because I, I need you to do this so I can relax and feel better. Yeah. So it's really for me, not for you. I mean, it is for you, but it's also for me, right? But it's more for me than you because why do I care? Because I just want to feel better. So please change so, so I can relax. For me. Yeah, exactly. So you're getting a match too. And by the way, like this is a whole nother topic. Like we could do a whole show on.
but unseen entities, higher spiritual energies, benevolent ETs all work off of this, these principles. So they're never going to give a message that, interfe that interferes with free will. They're never going to tell you what to do. Their intention behind working with you is always going to be good. Otherwise, what they, they're going to attract the same thing back. So uh, they're never going to come to me and say, you know, tell Charnel she's not supposed to be selling essential oils anymore, right? Because that <laughs> that's a manipulation. And if a benevolent entity chose to do that, then they would start to be manipulated by something else. And they would then enter into a karmic cycle where they would have to heal it and break it, right? So it's, yeah. The story, I posted this on uh, Telegram. Hopefully it comes out right. But the story of Adam and Eve. So Adam and Eve were all, they were created in the likeness and image of God, right? So they, like the law of one, part of source, part of God, part of creator. And when they were in the garden, they had everything they needed because they were part of God, right? When they were in the garden, they were tempted by the serpent who said, hey, do you want to know everything? This is how entities, demons always act. I know everything. I am all knowing. Here's the fruit. And because they chose through their own free will to eat the fruit, right? They separated themselves from God, from the source, got kicked out of the garden, created a karmic cycle where they then had to heal, realize who they really were, which is part of source the whole time, and so on and so forth. And it created a cycle. But negative entities will always, if you ever decide, like, I want to channel something or I want to talk to a spirit or an ET, if they claim to know everything, that's a really bad sign. Like if they have an answer for everything, that's a horrible sign. They should always be maybe tell you their perspective because if it's an ET incarnated into a physical body, they're still separated from source, even if it's not in this density or dimension, right? So they'll have an, their own unique perspective just like all three of us do. But higher energies or source will always wants to know itself. So it will teach you to look within you to find the tools, the experience that you need to evolve and ascend, not necessarily give you a bunch of information so that you are like, I don't know, God of the universe or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, um, <laughs> do I go here? Yeah, I'm going to go here. Um, <laughs> what I've found as well is um, a lot of people will, um, who have these issues, kind of boundary issues will set themselves up as the final and only authority that you should ever listen to and that's a massive alarm bell for me you know we're a community you know and if you have to bring someone down to validate yourself then you're on the wrong track and and i find that, that that's another energy manipulation as well i mean i've had it done to me right and trying to employ other people to do the same thing an army exactly. that's terrible that's that is totally totally terrible yeah um and and it, and it's it's rife and and again it's a the way i see it, it's a form of narcissism um and an energy siphoning again and and it, what what they'll do is is when it's happened to me and you set that boundary in place then they, they will go and and trash you to other people um and spread lies and manipulation and it's just a horrible horrible situation but you know what, what i'd love to get you guys what what do you do in that situation for me i kind of learned to rise above it 
and and again love and grace and compassion you know forgive them father they don't know what they're doing kind of attitude you know i mean what, what do you guys think because don't get me wrong there's a part of me that wants to go and smash them in the face but <laughs> well i'm gonna i know megan has a lot to say about this but i'm just gonna say the bigger your audience that you engage and or spread and or um employ or get to co-sign with your energy you're responsible for all of those people too and the the same amount of retribution will come back to the level you put it out so i write about this in my book and that's why um i don't know if you guys have this but the signs of miracles i i talk about using platforms for good or bad whatever that means but like even in the case of someone being sick um i've seen people who will post up someone who's on their deathbed with tubes coming out all over and they have 5,000 friends and they'll post them with them a startling shocking terrible deathly ill picture of somebody under the premise of please pray for so-and-so blah 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 and then like name what they're dealing with well this is on the screen now for everyone to hold that image of that person being ill times all their friends so if i have five thousand friends and i put that out each of the people who are my friends that will now show up in their feed and then all of their friends feed and that ripple effect is huge to hold that person in sickness or death or whatever the situation is depending on the wording um instead of bringing them to a higher place versus putting someone in a beautiful picture of when they are strong and beautiful and saying hey you know please vote victory for my friend or my relative blah 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 see him in his highest see him in his whole divine health now please or something along that lines so that's the last thing on the screen of people seeing and then you're employing and getting people to co-sign on that image and those words versus something negative and so same thing with trolling or talking negative about someone you get 5,000 50,000 100,000 people to agree with you you will now be responsible for employing all those people to your energy and by the way they're going to match that person's energy they will only get followers in the same numbers they're not going to get like a 50 um if they're a 500 they're not going to get followers that are 50s so you know it doesn't matter how many people have following you um or if you're a negative person so what you just have a bunch of negative people following you so who cares like do you want any of those people following you no because we're at a different place and we want people who are like you guys who are high vibe and fun and easy and so there's a huge responsibility and also to the level you dish it is to the exact level you'll get it back and it may not be instant but it will come because karma does not freaking take a day off it does not lie and it will not forgive unless you make a public announcement to the level that you effed up and and say you know what i am truly sorry please forgive me or whatever the situation is to that level of that of what you put it out to, in order to clear that um and then who knows how many people won't even see that message i mean we see that on the news all the time where someone will out somebody or they got uh the fbi showed up or whatever and you don't hear oh but they didn't find anything we just mm -hmm. hear the part that they did this and so 
if you're of that energy, you're going to be like, oh, he must be a terrible person or she must be bad. or And then that's kept forever within their consciousness and, you know, and they can build off of that. So yeah, definitely speak into that. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Also, please continue to share and give a thumbs up. Keep going. Makes me think of like when I was a nurse, I would always like my patient could be on the ventilator. Like I would always walk into the room. I'd be like, oh, they look good today. Like make that their hair look nice and stuff. So I was thinking of that. But uh, some people may believe that, you know, the queen, <laughs> maybe she was a great lady, but let's just say for this example, maybe she wasn't a great woman. <laughs> so she is responsible for everything that she did and ordered people to do everyone that worked for her, her entire military or whatever she was in charge of. If they may or may not have harmed children she is responsible for every single person under her. And, and what was running her? What was in charge of her? You see, so her being held accountable is a big deal also because it means that the beings above her are also being held accountable because that's the way the universe works. You break a karmic cycle and then it falls back uh, again and again and again. So, um, so yeah, that was just kind of my thought on that. I am today years old. I learned this today too. We know how people use the terms flying monkeys and the Wizard of Oz, the Wicked Witch of the West. She she has those monkeys and she sends them after people, you know, to do her bidding. Well, that's a great example of how these witches work. They cast spells on people, you know, using energy, right? and send the flying monkeys after people. But I, I heard the term flying monkeys, but I didn't realize it was from actually the Wizard of Oz and those were her minions. But I like that example too. Really good visual for sure. Yeah, but I was gonna say, cause Craig asked like, how do you deal with that? Or how do you heal that? Whatever the energy, the negative energy will always try to feed off of your pain, your trauma, your inner child wounds. So basically all you have to do is look in yourself, your inner childhood traumas, heal that. And then the energy has nothing to attach itself to. It doesn't bother you anymore. Yeah, it's and like then, that boarded up plug yeah. that there's like nowhere to go. What do I do now? Oh crap, she doesn't let me in. <laughs> <laughs> like it's easy, we can just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you think, Craig? Sorry? What do you think? Any anything bubbling up? Um, I was just conscious of the time, but uh, oh, no, yeah. I mean, yeah, just just just. I mean, we're gonna have to do a round two, aren't we? For sure. We um, haven't even opened up the screen yet. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you want to just do that to finish, and then we'll carry on with it next time or something. So I know it's up to you. Yeah, let's go in a, a, like maybe yeah. ten more minutes. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry, I was just gonna say, do you, do you want to open up the, that oh, screen? Yeah, yeah, I can pull it up. Yeah. So this is what we're gonna talk about next time. <laughs> um, but so looks like we've only covered the law of divine oneness so far, maybe the law of vibration. Uh, and the law of a lot of them, a little bit, but not really yeah. Yeah. yeah, not officially, but yeah. But so speak into anything that you choose to. Uh, love, love gender. 
<laughs> I was thinking that too. I was like, I don't know if we have like 10 minutes. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's for me, that's pretty straightforward. I mean, it's, we, we spoke, we've done one show before, haven't we, Megan? And we spoke on, on kind of what's going on with that. And you gave some really, really great insight. Um, that there, there, there is only two genders. Let's just, let's just settle that in our minds and they're trying to distort that for a very valid reason now megan i'd love to hear what you've got to say again on that um and why they're doing that you know so a lot of that has to do with sexual manipulation so humans where or like any humanoid ets humans we're all part of source right and you have male and female and when they unite in a divine union they use sex to reach source and ascend that way. So, you know, people have heard of Mary Magdalene, Jesus Christ, and they come together in a divine union. So a lot of what has happened on planet Earth is, well, we don't want the humans to ascend or figure that out. So we're going to manipulate them sexually and confuse the genders. And one of the ways they did that was the reptilian reincarnation Um machine that was on the moon but it's not there anymore but it was there I about that yeah yeah, yeah uh ai uh broadcasted through 5g the food messing with our hormones all of that is so that we don't you know have a sexual creative experience to basically evolve as a race mm. but yeah that's it in a nutshell <laughs> they're really well, really attacking the kids with with this ideology you know right. yeah yeah and imagine how powerful those children are if they are really targeting them that hard yeah, you know great point. yeah 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 and at such an early age when their brain is still developing and they really don't know what they're doing or what they think i mean i am i'm sure you guys are completely different than you were when you were 15 or 20 let alone you know the older you get you're like i'm not the same as i was yesterday crap let alone when I was week, yeah. right yeah um, one thing somebody was asking is, um, is there a, a vibration or entities that can come because of a health issue? And I do want to address that before we close today. Um, it's kind of the opposite, actually. Um, you will not attract lower energies because of a health issue. You have the health issue because you are already lower. Yes. So we're healthy on a 67, we're, we're 67 megahertz on a healthy adult day. When you drop below 67, you're starting to get like a cold or different, you know, kind of small things that are just annoying, a headache or something. You get lower and lower and lower. And you're talking about the bigger diseases. And um, with disease, all of those things are just messages because your limbic system, baby, as basically a library that um basically well if you don't defrag between 3 and 5 a.m because we're just bombarded with tons of information all day long like what color was the shirt of the lady at the checkout when you went to the store and what rate what what song was playing when you were driving down the street at three o'clock two days ago or th this is not information we need to keep even though we're constantly recording and it's all there to be retrieved um, it's just not good. It's not necessary. So from three to 5 a.m., you basically dump and defrag everything that's unnecessary. And sometimes things have a little more stick and they cannot defrag. What if it's like something shocking or something that's happened so many times and you're like, what the hell? 
or if it's something done by someone you really loved, or if it's something that's, you know, traumatic, um, basically that limbic system will say, you know what, this isn't going to go at three to five. We're going to just place it somewhere in the body and it'll be dormant for a bit until it's time to deal with it. And when it is time to deal with it, you'll get a signal there. And, you know, a doctor would say this is a symptom, but it's really a signal that it's time to move it out. And there's different ways to move it out and clear it. So you don't have a bigger problem, but if you ignore it, or if you give it drugs to just numb it, um, it that doesn't clear it. And there, therefore it can get bigger and bigger and bigger until like when in my situation, it was so big, it was either face it and deal with it, or you're going to be off the planet. And uh, I chose, you know, let's, let's face it, let's move this out, let's clear and, you know, and do that. So, um, so dis-ease will come like when we're, when we're at dead, whoever's dead, you're at 25 and it still takes three weeks to get to a zero mark, even after you've been dead for a couple weeks. I don't know what that's about, but the lower you are in energy, the more susceptible you are to, to, to dis-ease. It's not the other way around. It's not like you get sick and then you attract lower stuff. It's you brought yourself down for whatever reason in your own willpower and your own choice through diet, through hanging around other people, through, you know, abusing drugs or alcohol, through not clearing, through all the things that you can bring yourself down through the chemicals, um, cleaning supplies, all those things that are disruptors to, to lower yourself. And then dis-ease automatically comes because you've lowered yourself that lower. So I hope that answers people's question. Hey, Carmen, and lots of people asking about flying monkeys. Uh, <laughs> Hey, Sharon. And yes, yeah, so we have a lot of comments. Um, I am excited to, once we get off, we'll set up a, a new time to continue this conversation and maybe actually um, attack this list of things and go over, go kind of through them one by one, just so we have like a better knowledge of how we can, I don't want to say perform, but how we can navigate in our highest mm -hmm. um, in our best and our sharpest way. So um, anyway, any final words before we go ahead and pop off and please just definitely um, tell everybody how we can find you and how people can find you. And yeah, let's just go around and quick as we wrap up. Sure. So I'm Megan Rose of Telegram, YouTube, and I'm on Patreon too. And my final last words. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, just one last point to piggyback off of Charnel is that you can match negative energy, but negative energy, if you're in a, a higher state, can't match you. So you're the one with the power. So there's no, you know. That's so good. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I like so, that. You got the high ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And it's much easier to um, have someone pull you. I mean, if you're trying, if you're like in a boat and you're trying to get someone out of the water and pull you up, you could capsize. Yeah. You know? So even though you're high ground, if you're not on stable high ground, trying to pull people up and get people to your side may not be the good choice for your own survival sometimes until we're clear and whole, but Craig. Yeah. Um, as I said at the beginning, I'm uh, playing drums in a band called Enthesensia, progressive rock. If that's your thing, 
Uh, we do play in 432 hertz. Um, you know, we try and be in tune with stuff, good stuff. High vibe music. Um, like I say, my wife and I uh, run a crystal shop, UK-based, crystalfalls.co.uk. Also, if anybody wants to connect on Facebook, <clears throat> I'm not at my max yet, then feel free to, uh, to, to find me on there, Craig Martin Walker. And, uh, yeah, let's chat. Awesome. Yes. And I concur with Dennis Lindsay. Don't forget to like and share guys. Thank you for reminding everybody, Dennis. Thanks for being with us, everybody. You guys can find me at swiftfire.org. That's swift fire, swift as in quick fire.org. Um, and I have all my resources, books, um, audios, teachings. Um, I do, we, this is actually we're we now have a membership and I will be doing, um, readings and um groups energy um bumps for people to that are interested in raising their vibration uh, lots of different things going on with um us really wanting to keep the channel on and maintain um the editing and all the stuff that we have with people who help us to do this so we have a live show every thursday at noon uh, with lots of different people craig and i have a ton of people coming up that we're really excited to and um, Megan's co-hosted with us a few times. We just enjoy her vibe and love having her back. And so we will have you back on this subject and we will conquer this list. I promise you guys. <laughs> so definitely hit the subscribe and get your notifications. So when we do come out with whoever or this part two, that you guys are in the know of what's going on and can, um, and to get um, a notification for that. So swiftfire.org, subscribe, share, do all the things. It's Friday. Yay. It's Friday. Bye, guys. Thank you. Have a wonderful weekend. I love all of you, and I vote all your victory wherever you are, whoever you are, what you're doing. And thank you, Megan and Craig. I adore you both so much. Thank you. So fun. Bye, guys. All right, guys. Talk soon. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.